Hi guys, I'm Kristen and this is Carla. Hi. Join us as we explore origin stories and fun facts or something. See if we can get through this episode without murdering our um, podcast recording program. I know we've only got like another week left because then the subscription's up, and I'm not paying for this garbage anymore. No, it's a nightmare. We're not. Maybe that's names, why my voice is but... cutting out because I keep um, bad mouthing them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're making me sound like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> if people can't put up with our technical difficulties, they can buy us a better program. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we should start a Patreon so people can pay us money. Yeah, I'll do so a GoFundMe. More of our awesomeness. Please, let us do the most unimportant thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some of your money? So I can That's sit at home and podcast. Before, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man, can I tell you something really funny that happened this weekend? Of course. That it was like almost one of those moments of like. Um, kind of like a tv like a sitcom moment or like a funny movie (laughs) moment so we went um to visit our friends like for a surprise birthday party in kamloops this weekend and so we're staying in a hotel and for some reason greg looked at was looking at my phone this morning to see or um on sunday morning to see like if our friends had messaged about like we were going to meet them for breakfast or whatever (laughs) yeah and he's like why did your boss call you at like two in the morning? I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I haven't worked for this boss very much, but he's like a little bit eccentric and Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of speculation about, you know, potential like drug use or like what's going on Mm -hmm. with this guy, right? Because he's a little bit weird. He's great, but just a little bit strange. He keeps very odd hours and (laughs) yeah, it's just a, a strange situation. And so apparently he called me at like two in the morning because when Craig said that, I was like, what are you talking about? So I saw yeah. it and I was like, oh, that's weird that he called me. Like, I wonder if he left a voicemail or right. something like I'm sure it was an accident. Yeah. And sure enough, there was a voicemail. <gasps> so we listened. He pocket dialed me at two in the morning and his wife is super drunk like you almost can't even understand what she's saying she's slurring so badly they they have like this oh, big fight no. in the thing like and she's crying and he's like well just tell me about your feeling like it's so awkward to listen oh, to but no. i also could not get enough at the same time <laughs> And I definitely played it on speaker. Like Greg and I were both sitting there, like, and then what did they say there? Like, what was that? I almost was gonna like oh rewind gosh. it and listen. I'm like, this feels so wrong to be listening to this, but also it's so hilarious. I'm like, imagine oh, maybe they were we'll here just reading clue. lines with an actress at two in the morning in his hotel room. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't know if he noticed because I like he was my boss and I haven't been working with him for the last like couple of weeks, but I'm starting, I was supposed to start work tomorrow, but now I'm starting on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's but having I'm, problems. <laughs> I know. Right. But I'm just about to start working with him again. So I'm like, oh. I don't know if he noticed that he called me because I had to message, like I had to text him today to say, Hey, what's happening with the work situation or whatever. Oh. And I was like, I hope he doesn't say anything about it. 
<laughs> well, he's but he wouldn't see know that, that a voicemail like a five minute call left though right but he would because it would show that he had a phone call with me for five minutes or whatever it was it wasn't oh, just like that he dialed me right, i always it was forget about the tie- an- time they actually show that <laughs> yeah. oh i think I so yeah, yeah let me check yeah gonna, <laughs> let's double check this situation oh mine don't really but i I Mine told the guy that I that I work with that he he works with him right now that I'm gonna come work with him. I was like, oh man, you won't believe it. He pocket dialed <laughs> me and it was this crazy thing. He's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You have to let me listen to it. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. That's maybe a bit much, but on the actual like iPhone, actual. What, what am I saying? <laughs> Supposed to the fake iPhone on the real iPhone, not your fake one. Yeah, <laughs> not your I don't no. iPhone. Um. <laughs> You have to go into the info to see the time, actually. So oh, okay. he'd have to be pretty interested to like. And by the yeah. time he actually saw that, he like or looked at any of his things, he'd have to look at yeah. his recent calls as well. Like nobody does that. <laughs> yeah, true. No, like don't worry. And I fine. mean, we're pretty convinced he's like on a lot of cocaine at all times. So I'm sure it's no big deal. There you go. <laughs> Whose episode is it today? It's your episode, I think. Uh, sure. Or do you want okay. it to be mine? No, I can go. Okay. All right. I'm just going to get into it. I'm a little bit you low didn't energy. Complain. You didn't complain to me this week about your research. I'm kind of impressed. Thanks. Um, I used all my energy to research, so now I'm kind of over it. <laughs> Did you just finish your research now? I just finished Earlier, mine today. A few hours, like, yeah. Same a couple hours ago I finished it. Yeah. Um. It's a really interesting topic. I got so into it. Like, I was okay. solving the world's mysteries with this topic. Ooh. I was on it, and then now I'm just like... Mm. Illuminati. <laughs> You're the Illuminati. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> this one might run a little bit long. I'm sorry, guys. It's just okay. I really want us to chat about it. You don't have to. No pressure. It's just something I think is kind of fun. Okay. okay. I just uh, say nothing about it. Just silence the whole time. <laughs> maybe. Refuse. Today we are doing the origin of the controlled use of fire by man. So (laughs) my mom was joking because I was like, oh, I need a topic. I don't know. And she's like, who started the first fire? And I started laughing. I like, I thought she meant like arson Oh my God, the domestication of fire. Basically. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. That's and then I was topic. laughing, but then I'm like, oh, no, that's because I did think it was she was yeah. saying an arson, arson first, but then she meant no, like oh. literally just the first <laughs> fire. And I was like, you know, I actually don't know. Guess what, you guys? Neither does science. So it's all open ended. So I was going to say, I'm like, I'm surprised you weren't tearing your hair out over this one because no. it's like a big topic. Holy cow. No, it's fun. It was fun for me. Ooh. It could be unbearable for people. I'm sorry. I don't care. So there's <laughs> going to be a lot of like direct citing from my resources. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, the topic will jump back and forth because organizing it was kind of a pain and I lost steam. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, you guys, but whatever. <laughs> it's a big topic. And a lot of it, I just want us to like absorb it and then maybe at the mm-hmm. end we can kind of remember some sure. stuff and talk about it. okay first i need to do a bit of a primer and thank goodness slate.com their article mm-hmm. um about something to do with fire i don't know uh do a really nice kind of a quick uh primer on ancient our ancient ancestors okay so 
Homo erectus originated about one point. This is like verbatim. Uh, Homo erectus originated about 1.8 million years ago. These hominids were about as tall as modern humans, but probably hairier and definitely dumber. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, I was going to do such a bad cultural slur right now. I will not say it. Don't do it. (laughs) I can't. It was like on the tip of my tongue. (gasps) Don't do it. I don't believe any of it. I know what you were going to say. One of those terrible jokes that comes to your head. Okay, it's thought that both Neanderthals, some people say Neanderthals. Do you have a preference of how I say it? No. Do you prefer Neanderthals? I do, but. Yeah, I do. I think that's just kind of yeah. what we like grew, up, grew up. Although I okay. think it's not right, but. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. Okay. Uh, so. I approve. <laughs> it's thought that both mm-hmm. Neanderthals and Homo sapiens evolved from Homo erectus, right? So that's the first one, Homo erectus, with Neanderthals emerging around 600,000 years ago and going extinct around 300,000 years ago. So they weren't around for that. (laughs) They were around for a long time, but not that long. I mean, 300,000 years is pretty long time. (laughs) It's okay. And modern humans emerging around 200,000 years ago and still going strong. Uh, Neanderthals were... Just very quickly, if we were... Like the other guys, we have mm. another hundred thousand years left in us, and then we're out the door. Something else will yeah evolve. Maybe yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I like a good end date. That's not quite how <laughs> evolution works, but that's fine. <laughs> it does now. <laughs> there's not a, there's not like a progression. Like there's that question I be. came up in my research that people are like, well, if humans evolved from chimps, then why aren't why are chimps still around? And they're like, that's not what happened. First of all, we didn't evolve yeah. from chimps. But that's, yeah, Yeah. anyway. Um, Fun fact, chimps have actually evolved more than us, according to, like, this crazy research that was done. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Anyway, Google that for yourself. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, Neanderthals (laughs) were shorter and had more complex societies than Homo erectus, and they're thought to have been at least as large-brained as modern humans. But their facial features protruded a little more, and their bodies were shorter, stouter than ours. It's thought that Neanderthals died out from competing, fighting, or interbreeding with Homo sapiens, right? right. So that's just a bit of background in case anybody's like, I don't get it. Because uh, I didn't get it. I know we studied <laughs> this in anthropology, but I'm like, uh, I don't remember. Okay, so... One of the first articles I came across was from time.com. And this one gives us like the snippets I'm going to read, give us a nice introduction to the topic and a general overview of what we're going to cover. Um, this was written by Andrew C. Scott in 2018. So um, the dates are kind of important here because a lot of the information has like obviously improved like, right over time. Right. But this are they, is, is it, are they like working on stuff currently, kind of like they mm-hmm. are with the dog stuff? Yep, it's always okay. changing, and yeah. So don't be married to any of their information here. So <laughs> too late. I uh, put a ring on yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So immediately the article asks, or uh, yeah, asks, what was fire on Earth like before humans appeared? And I think that was kind of relevant to my topic. Ooh, and yeah. what experience of fire could early humans have had? Right. Right. So again, it's a bit of a an introduction thing. So um, for fire to actually occur naturally, we need plant life for fuel, right? So right. fire needs fuel. 
And, quote, vegetation fires can't occur until the oxygen level in the atmosphere has reached around 15%. And okay. it's 21% today. Okay. Um, our evidence of fire way back is charcoal, which is partially combusted plant material left behind after the fire goes out, right? Right. The oldest fire recorded on Earth that we found is 420, from 420 million years ago. Whoa. Not not a like man-made situation not like a little like log, ago. a little log fire with like a little no. tent next to <laughs> it we weren't even around then. <laughs> but extensive wildfires didn't start until around 345 million years ago during the funniest period like the name is so funny <laughs> they literally called it the carboniferous period i'm like really carbon you guys Anyway, <laughs> um, so there were periods with lots of fire going on um, where plants evolved actually to depend on fire to reproduce, like certain, I think, pine trees or something. Um, oh. I think that was the Cretaceous period or somewhere around there. Um, but according to this article, it was the spread of grasses and grasslands, such as the savannas of Africa, around seven million years ago that made a big impact, not only on the environment, but also on the animals living there. Savannas need regular fire or vegetation might take over and change the landscape. So it could become more, it would become more like scrubland or foresty. So oh. fires have to be there, right? Early humans would have seen these fires and learned how fire moves and works actually, right? They'd be observing right. it because otherwise they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, charred plants and animals left in a fire's wake may have been collected, which I never thought of, and animals that were fleeing the fire ambushed and killed. And I think it's kind of funny that like nature gave us barbecued animals and we're like, <laughs> this is tasty. <laughs> oh and then the first barbecue sauce was invented <laughs> shortly thereafter. <laughs> I was actually going to combine this first fire thing because I thought it'd be a quick answer with yeah. the first barbecue thing oh my gosh yeah. but then this took so much time and like research i was like forget it like that's a different topic okay um still by 1.5 million years ago it seems likely that we kept fires going with fuel right so there might have been a natural fire somewhere and we're like hey look at this like we can right? keep it going just keep it going um... mm -hmm. while other animals may recognize how fire moves and can benefit from natural wildfires um Humans are the only ones who figured out how to stretch an existing fire out with fuel. And so what I mean is like today you'll see there's a like a certain bird species where they will actually um, kind of like they'll take burning bits of grass and spread fire themselves like to flush out insects to eat. They're very clever that serious? way. Yeah, they start their own brush fires basically. So the fire has to exist already. They don't start the fire, <laughs> but they start their own, right? It's kind of like opportunistic. What the hell? That's yeah, so cool. Really cool. Also, I cool. love the idea too of like a little like bird with a little cigarette hanging out of his mouth and he just flicks it and starts a brush fire. <laughs> yeah. And then goes and like kills a bunch of things. Uh, the nature's mobster. That's insane. Um, yeah. And then I think I cover it later. Yeah, I'll get to more, a fun example again later. Um, so benefits of fires, let's just <laughs> state the obvious, but I think it's important. So <laughs> it was a source of light and warmth. People gathered mm -hmm. around, so it was kind of, it would help like maybe even the um, 
like language develop development of right. like language and communication like social it, development mm -hmm. it helps repel predators and the smoke can keep insects away right, right. Uh, and another huge benefit of fires is cooking so this is the most controversial and like the biggest chunk of what i'm going to be talking about so okay uh but more on that in a second but fat chance on proving when we actually harnessed fire regularly yeah. okay because how do you know like what mm -hmm. right like what we talked the about limitations before, yeah before yeah where it's like you know it's you based know? on the limited things that you find and when you're looking yeah. for just a fire like part of a log that's burnt you don't know if that was a fire set by people or if yeah. that was just a forest fire you know exactly yeah it's crazy um so they say concrete evidence of us using flints only comes from as recently as 40,000 years ago. Wow. More advanced uses of fire, like clearing land or for warfare, seems to have started only 7,000 years ago. So it's more Whoa. advanced uses, right? So I'm like, okay. Yeah. But let's go back. Let's kind of delve into this a bit more because a lot of people do. It's a big, huge debate out there. Okay. Um, we're going to, unfortunately, it's going to be a bit annoying. It might be a bit repetitive between the question of when fire we started using fire and why we started using it, but I think it's pretty okay. clear. Um, yeah. So L.V. Anderson, the writer of the article Who Mastered Fire, 2012, asks, why on earth can't scientists agree on whether people mastered fire 1.8 million years ago or 12,000 years ago? So as they point out, and as we have pointed out, and you just mm -hmm. reiterated, um, figuring out old archaeological records is really difficult, right? It sounds obvious to say that, but like it really is. <laughs> like, we, yeah, like it's know. kind of shocking that they figured out as much <laughs> as they have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, when examining prehistoric remnants of fire, you come up with some questions and problems. So, number one, what caused the fire? Was it a volcano, lightning, or humans, or like a you know right. something else? Number two, if they do find a, like a hearth. Is it hearth or hearth? Hearth, I think. In a cave, yeah. was it created from scratch or was the fire transported there and kept alive? Right. Right. So they're going to they imagine find lots some of fire pits. Neanderthal running with like fire in yeah. his hands. Like, quick, yeah, quick, quick, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it goes out. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even just quickly building like rocks around an existing fire. Like, oh, shot. <laughs> so that's called opportunistic use right right uh and you can't prove it either way really like how are you gonna know three yeah. evidence of fire doesn't just sit around ashes blow away and water washes evidence to other locations too right and scientists are flawed what they think is residue like fire like ash or whatever turns out to be something else entirely so they've had a right. like, couple big high profile um dig site finds or whatever that they assumed oh look it's a fire and then later they were like oops we're dumb uh, not dumb well, but because we're, just we're going correct. to it with our own assumptions of well we know fire yeah. existed at that point you know and right. we just thought that looks like a fire pit or whatever right and yeah and i think it was more about the layer of like sediment or so it was kind of like what the residue mm. actually was kind of so yeah um we could have mastered fire at different times, of course. It's kind of like that dog thing of like how dogs right. could have evolved at different points or in different areas at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. um, one article sums it up as our simple ancestors almost um, 
2 million years ago could have done it. Our more advanced cousins 400,000 years could have done it. Or our direct antecedents about 10,000 years ago could have done it. Or they could have all done it at the same time, right? Right. Um, so I need to talk about the oldest sites that people have found because people get kind of excited and hopped up on like, okay. oh, and a lot of articles are like, we might have been harnessing fire since blah, blah, blah. Again, problems with this, but right. let's get to it. So the uh, again, direct quotes from this history.com article because it's the most um, clear that way for everybody. The oldest unequivocal evidence found at Israel's Kesem Cave dates back 300,000 to 400,000 years, mm-hmm. associating the earliest control of fire with Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. Now, however, an international team of archaeologists has unearthed what appear to be traces of campfires that flickered one million years ago. It's campfires. <laughs> Consisting of charred animal bones and ashed plant remains, the evidence hails from South Africa's Wonderwork Cave, a site of human and early hominid habitation for two million years. Okay, uh, heads up, sometimes articles say hominin and sometimes they say hominid and they're two different things. And oh, okay. I don't know if people are using it correctly, so I apologize if people are right. listening and they're like, that's not right. I don't know. <laughs> did that, sorry, did that, that was said it was South Africa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I went when I was there to, they have this area there called the Cradle of Humankind. It's just outside of Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And I think there were some kind of caves, I can't remember the name of them, but where like some of the earliest remains of what wow. are considered like our direct yeah just like antecedents or whatever like ancestor wow people are mind. it was so cool yeah Man. it was really neat <laughs> so i wonder if that was kind of in that area potentially or not um the researchers found the evidence in a layer of rock containing hand axes stone flakes and other tools attributed by previous excavations to a particular human ancestor homo erectus so there's that h erectus again right right um and the species lived from 1.8 million to 200,000 years ago. The evidence from Wonderwork, or I don't know if it's German because it's W-E-R-K, so it's like a Wonderwork, whatever, suggests right. that H. erectus had some familiarity with fire. Um, then, let's skip to a different article. Uh, archaeologist Dennis Sandgathay, I don't know how to say his name, sorry guys, and his colleague Harold, Harold Dibble, Revisited, revisited this whole issue based on his team's findings and that of other researchers. He argues it seems much more likely that fire was not marked by a single discovery. So going back to this idea that it was, you know, right. it more likely consisted of several stages of development. And while we don't yet know when these stages occurred, each of them may have lasted for hundreds of thousands of years. And I'm just going to kind of go a little bit into their work because I thought it was kind of fun. Um, one, they look at the work of a primatologist that shows that chimps have lost their fear of fire and observe and monitor wildfires. No they even way. forage through the burned out areas, right? So they're kind of like, oh, it's past. Let's go eat. They can't oh build gosh, cool. or contain fires, but they understand how it moves and they use the knowledge to their benefit. So I bet they could if they wanted to. <laughs> they could do they anything might. they set their mind to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could motivate the chimps. Just some you motivational speaker they for. They <laughs> 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 just rip out my jugular. We don't need. Yeah, they, use, they actually make spears and stab it into trees to stab little bush babies to eat. So that's. Are you serious? Yeah. Chimps do? Chimps yeah. are little bastards because oh, they're, they're so close. Nightmares. Humans. 
Yeah, they have wars. They kill other monkeys. Oh. It's disgusting. Ugh. And they eat them. Uh, the next stage would have to involve capturing, containing, and fueling a fire. But our early ancestors might have still had to use naturally created fires, right? So even if you're, like, controlling it, containing it, fueling it, doesn't mean you started the darn thing, right? Right, right, right. Um, fire residues are often found in open air sites, which is just asking for trouble because, again, mm-hmm. how do you know if that was natural or not, right? So people tend to, like, rely more on enclosed cave sites for their evidence. Right. Um, so... Starting about 400,000 years ago, we begin finding much better evidence for human-controlled fire, such as intact campfires or hearths that contain concentrations of charcoal and ash inside caves where natural fires don't burn. Um, Furthermore, the number of sites with such evidence increases dramatically. So it's clear by this time that some hominins in some regions could manage fire and thereby control it. But again, did they make it or not? I wonder if back then, I mean, there's not really any way of knowing, but, like, I wonder if they had people in their, like, tribes or whatever where, like, they were really good at getting the fire yeah. and, and, like, keeping the fire alive and, like, yeah. like they were, like, the fire, fire guy in the tribe and, like, revered <laughs> yeah. or something, right? Like, because yeah. I'm sure. And he just we, has bandages sh- on his hands perpetually. <laughs> <laughs> and no eyebrows. <laughs> burnt off all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh well they must have right because we always have some kind of social structure like animals have social structures of like who's the leader and like you know people have different skills right so i'm sure jerry burned this (laughs) (laughs) throwback to one of our dumb jokes from last time um (laughs) so this guy's team dug around and this is really interesting kind of changes things okay everybody science sucks because everything keeps changing his team mm-hmm. dug around in France somewhere, and Neanderthals were, or sorry, now I want to say Neanderthals, anyway, were making <laughs> fires left and right, and they found piles of bone tool fragments and things that were burned by the fires. And this was around 100,000 years ago. Um, there are older sites than the two they were digging in, where it shows good evidence of fire use, but then they realized that the upper layers, so the more modern ones, in case anybody doesn't know how archaeology works, did yeah. not show signs of fire. They thought maybe evidence of fire would be washed or blown away, but the tools and animal bones they found, so there were tools and bones found still, yeah. they weren't burned. And they said, it's not like natural erosion would have been selective. It wouldn't selectively wash away burnt bones and keep all the like the clean ones And leave something else there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they said it's odd that during a colder period, it was colder around 70 to 40,000 years ago, we didn't seem to be using fire or the, ne- the Neanderthals weren't. Weird. So that's why people think maybe they were just hairy enough that they didn't need to like stay warm. Maybe they didn't need it for like full on survival. Oh, yeah. A lot of controversy. Um, oh, interesting. Or maybe because it was colder and like a different climate maybe the natural fires weren't happening as much exactly yeah so they couldn't harness it right and then the right. pe- ones that survived were the hairier ones and they're like we don't need it as much so it's okay right. like we can survive without yeah and evolve that way and yeah. then maybe in time the ones who did know how to harness fire and came up 
to the northern regions, right? Mm -hmm. Because it could have been different groups. Yeah. They survived, and eventually they beat out the Neanderthals. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. Um, (laughs) So I said the same thing. I said, I feel like if we weren't using fire during colder periods, um, or our ancestors, um, maybe we had to just use natural fires, like you said, right? And that... Um, archaeologist. He's from BC, by the way, Simon Fraser. Oh, no way. Cool. He argues that too. And um, I was like, well, how are everyone's kind of like, well, how would they survive? And there's a little bit of evidence that maybe they had clothing or made clothing. It's oh. not great. But it's more likely they were hairy. And <laughs> I feel like they could still eat meat. And other foods. It's not like they were just full on. They didn't have to like cook or anything. And their mm-hmm. warmth could have come from other, you know, just shelter, huddling together or I don't know. <laughs> Sleeping yeah. beside a woolly mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only certain thing seems to be that dependency on fire almost certainly existed by the time agriculture developed at the beginning of the Neolithic period, which is roughly 10,000 years ago in the Middle East. So... Okay, that's the whole preamble thing almost. Okay. Now things get even more complicated due to this whole thing called, like, it's a cooking hypothesis, right? So -hmm. cooking is really important to this whole discussion um, because it's where a lot of the debate kind of rages, right? Okay. Anthropologist uh, Richard Rangham claims that hominids became people, that is, acquired traits like big brains and dainty jaws, by mastering fire. This is quite a popular theory. It's just a theory, though. Okay. Okay. He places this development at about 1.8 million years ago. So this kind of like... So like like way a long time ago. Yeah. So I think it's the Homo erectus thing that they're like... Right. um, That's when they all started changing, smaller jobs. Anyway, his argument adds credence to the belief that cooking is literally what makes us human. And that, I pause for a second from this article, um, it reminded me of a TED Talk video I saw ages ago. Um... And I Google to see what it's called. It's called What is So Special About the Human Brain? It's a 2013 TED Talk. Ooh. And a lady, a scientist, she um, suggests that um, she was trying to figure out this idea of like brain size compared to like nutrition and um, intelligence. Like she's kind of, so I'll just do a quick like um, rundown of what her talk was because I think it's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. So she said larger brains should have more neurons. That's what we were kind of believing, but that's not true. The size of the brain usually follows the size of the body, but our brain is three times larger than a gorilla's brain, even though the gorilla itself is bigger, right? Right. So it's not that as the animal gets bigger, your brain, the brain gets bigger. We kind of know that, right? Right. Already. Um, Our brain uses a ton of calories, she argues that maybe a human brain has more neurons, regardless of its size, especially in the cerebral cortex. And that's the part of the brain that kind of is for more complicated abstract thinking, right? Okay, yeah. So she's like, how many neurons do we have? And she couldn't find anything, so she had to do her own calculations. And basically, she made this kind of like slurry. <laughs> she melted the brain, basically. <laughs> it's this whole thing. It's a good talk. talk. Oh my you guys should see how she does it. But on average... We have 86 billion neurons, 16 billion of which are in the cerebral cortex. Oh, and um, 
it's the most neurons that any cortex has. And it, she said it just proves that we're primates. So it's not about like, oh, we're better than every animal. She's just, it right. just makes sense. Anyway, um, she said it's just a large primate brain. Um, so running that kind of brain <laughs> is expensive. Like you need a lot of calories, right? Calorie intake. Yeah. Yeah. And she said both human and other brains cost about the same, an average of six calories per billion neurons per day is what is needed. Right. So, um, you can do math like that, apparently. (laughs) Like that's crazy. So she's like, so why aren't primate brains bigger than ours? And she's like, well, maybe it'd be too expensive for them to fuel such big brains. Right. And, um, she said, basically, what it boils down to is it's either a large body, like a gorilla, or a big right. brain, like what we have for a primate. Oh, because they can't okay. eat all the darn time. They would have mm-hmm. to eat, she said, uh, gorillas have to eat at like eight hours a day or something like that. And anymore, it's just impossible. You'd have to be like a panda bear. Like, don't they eat like 23 hours yeah. a day or something ridiculous? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And for us, we would have to feed for over nine hours per day every day if we ate like a primate. Right. <laughs> so that's basically so, what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we get more energy out of the same foods? Right. So if we're both primates and we're eating and eating and eating, like why is it that we don't have to eat as much? Well, it's cooking. Right. Um, She argues that cooked foods are softer and easier to chew and completely digested and absorbed in your gut. So cooking frees time. We went rapidly from raw foods to eating just one cooked meal or three cooked meals a day to, right, like today. So that's how we started. We ate raw. At some point we started cooking and then our brain was like able to fuel itself. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, so what allowed us to have so many neurons in the cerebral cortex is cooking. That's what the difference is. And that's what makes our cerebral cortex like so. Okay. Like the biggest, like the most neurony <laughs> out of all yeah, the other species. Okay. It's almost like a which came first, the chicken or the egg thing, right? Like, right. They have to Thank be evolved you. to have the bigger cortex, but then mm-hmm. they also then have to learn to like cook cook for the bigger cortex to actually right? make it sustainable. And, they, and nobody answers that. I'm like, you guys, you yeah. can't just anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, okay. So back to the other guy, um, that Rangam archaeologist. He said because Homo erectus had a smaller jaw and teeth and had smaller intestinal tract, um, the basically it's kind of evidence that we were regularly eating softer cooked foods. So because anything that has a big oh, okay that eats raw has a big like um, like digest digestive system or whatever, right? Because oh, okay, yeah takes forever to digest i don't know it was a whole thing um i mean he's going off raw stuff now and they say that there's Mm -hmm. like but i'm sure because we've found the things and we've brought them to where we are like broccoli or what like Mm -hmm. carrots or whatever yeah because the stuff they were eating back then probably isn't the same raw stuff that we're eating now a little bit later so okay yeah just a bit more clear uh 
I, there's a bit that comes down and then a bit that comes later. That gives us kind of more insight there. Um, so this guy, he's going off the fact that when you eat cooked food, you have access to many more calories than if you eat the same food raw. Um, okay. To be clear, our digestive system extracts more calories from a cooked steak versus a raw steak. And it takes much less energy to cook and eat a steak versus chewing on a raw one for hours. Oh. Although I had to inter- interject the mm-hmm. People I know have even, like, eaten raw meat, like, just yeah. not, like, sushi style, but, like, proper, right? Like, they just, I don't know why they ate it, but. And, like, has anyone actually cooked meat the wrong way? Especially, like, these old, <laughs> it's chewy <laughs> so and chewy. hard as a rock <laughs> yeah. and takes forever to chew. And I feel like yeah. fresh raw meat isn't necessarily hard to chew. And if you're eating, mm-hmm. like, the livers and, like, those, like, rich nutrient-rich yeah, parts of yeah. the animal, they're soft and tender. You're not necessarily... Yeah. Right? So I think they rely a little bit too heavily on, oh, you're chewing too long. Yeah, and cooking the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like if they stuck to your chewing um, fruit and fibrous stuff and, like, uh, veggies too long, and grasses, or you have to eat a lot of grasses for a long time. I would to get see it that. much more as like the the amount of sense. time it takes your body and your digestive system to break mm. that stuff down. Right, right. and that comes like, up later. To get yeah. that through your system would be that's right. And there's arguments an argument that it does take longer the raw meat. Right. Anyway, hmm. um. Do, do, do. Apparently humans don't do, he also argues that humans don't, that Rangam guy, he argues that humans don't do well on all raw diets. They tend to stop menstruating, which precludes reproduction. Mm, yeah. But I'm thinking, like, we have well, been reproducing when we were eating raw. Like, we didn't always cook our food. It's interesting, our though, because I think that, like, we need a certain amount of fat. But if you're eating the raw fat, that should also right? be fine I, like yeah I, I mean i'm sure at some level like in a in a chem in a chemical kind of way like the properties of it change when it gets to a certain temperature and like it'll maybe right. react differently in your body or give you like yeah. i don't know open up different things for you in your body so i kind of get that but at the same time it's like there's a difference i think between like their raw eating and what we would consider a raw diet now because raw diets now are vegetarian primarily right you know and what about raw eggs they're telling me that they didn't go and like scavenge and just eat raw egg of course they did yeah i'm sure they would have it's an easy meal it's nutritious other animals do it all the time so i feel like raw egg is like it can't be that unless it was just killed them all the time (laughs) salmonella anyway (laughs) um it's really not that simple to say Homo erectus had fire first. Fire may have been used around 1.6 million years ago, like from, or longer yet, you know, all these old sites that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But again, you can't prove it's man-made or natural, how they're using it, right? Um, yeah. There's also evidence that hominids may not have brought fire with them when they moved out of Africa and into Europe about 1 million years ago. Um, if fire was as transformative and beneficial as Rangam said it was, you'd think our ancestor would have brought it with them when they moved to colder climes or died out if they were unable to do so. That's a Slate.com article that was arguing like... That's exactly... But that's the whole thing of like, if they're able to make fire, mm-hmm. 
they would have brought it with them. No question. Right. They but would then have. who? What groups? Right. It's not yeah. like we were all on mass sharing information, but right? Like it was like my pockets is of that humans. I don't ancestors. think that they, I don't think that they knew how to make it themselves. Yet. Yeah. Or I think if they did, it could much. have just been one group that didn't make it. Yeah. Didn't move. Yeah. I don't know. Or like one little group somewhere that was making fire and they're yeah. like, this is awesome. And then they <laughs> invented the first matchsticks. <laughs> but they didn't have a proper marketer. So just it went down. But they've got the patent for it. It's 1.8 million years old. <laughs> That's right. Next week, first patent found in a cave. Um, yeah. So who brought fire to Europe? Some scientists found evidence of frequent fire use by European Neanderthals between 400,000 and 300,000 years ago. So back we go. Back we go, right? Right, right. Very circular information here. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, this one group, they actually looked at all the data collected at European sites inhabited by hominids and only found evidence of fire after around 400,000 years ago. Moreover, H. sapiens didn't seem to be using fire around 100,000 years ago, so they think that Neanderthals were the ones to master fire. Huh. The other archaeologists are like, that's a bit much. So Dennis, that guy, BC archaeologist, said there are plenty of Neanderthal sites where there is little or no evidence of fire. Right? Okay. Yeah. Infra like, it's just, and he's like... And they're all like, well, my data is better than your data, right? Like, they all argue that. These... I feel research. like it's a it's a case of like just like with humans now you can't generalize and say that all you know people yeah. of this type do this thing it's like I feel like it was something that independently probably got figured out by certain tribes yeah. of Neanderthals or Homo sapiens yeah. or whoever yeah. at various times and they mastered it and then their tribe eventually died out and they didn't have yeah. anybody to pass that knowledge down to or like yeah. the, whoever yeah. like they were morons and they weren't the fire people <laughs> or whatever well, right like someone actually made the point here that um there isn't evidence of fire at every modern human campsite either they said when you look at sites from the upper paleolithic it's like the hunter gatherers at the time those sites mm. like, no one's going to argue that they weren't using fire, but you don't find evidence of it anyway. Right. So right. it's kind of like, okay, how do so we So just because there's no evidence doesn't mean it didn't exist. Right. Right. Um, as hmm. of 2020, they asked this question again, are we any closer to knowing who controlled fire first, right? <laughs> um, according to Ian Tattersall, a paleo paleoanthropologist and curator emeritus of human origins at the American Museum of Natural History in New York City. It's such that a mouthful. quite the title. <laughs> Just says, we don't know. <laughs> what we do know is, again, around 400,000 years ago, fire started popping up much more frequently in the archaeological record across Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and Asia. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, people think humans should have been using fire earlier, like two million years ago, because the gut of the human ancestor, Homo erectus, began shrinking, suggesting that something such as cooking was making digestion a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. And its brain was growing as well. My question is, uh, what if we just ate plants for the longest time and then just occasionally ate meat and it was enough to kind yeah. of start making these changes right and what about other primates because one source was showing how 
primates in general, like our primate ancestors, their teeth, their canines and everything, and their jaws mm -hmm. were getting smaller starting from 8 million years ago. So there's Whoa. a general pattern, a general trend of getting that smaller. Everybody was going that way, yeah. Right? So you do have to look probably at like the proportions Everybody's like the lady was looking it. at. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's that thing of like, what if they were like, <laughs> you know, that they like ate raw meat and like it wasn't like it is now where it's like, okay, you can go get a lighter or have a match and like start a fire or yeah. whatever. That they had to harness it when it happened naturally and that was like a big flipping deal and what if that was like also the creation of some kind of like religious stuff too where they're yeah. like the gods have given us this thing and they have some festival <laughs> and they fry up a like woolly yeah. mammoth or whatever and it's a big deal and it's like and those little bits of it what kind of right. like their and body like, you know, was like, like i like that i digest that better you know and right i don't know yeah. Right? And I then know. like those yeah. cave paintings, it's like, there's the hunt, you know, they always show them hunting. I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, the animals are like running. I'm like, what if they're just, they don't include the wildfire part of the scene? <laughs> Where they exactly. waited for them to get flushed out and they're like, dinner! Yeah, <laughs> Tonight totally. we eat barbecue <laughs> <Yeah>. buffalo. <laughs> All right, so... Well, there's no direct evidence of human control of fire before... Um... Which one is it? Three or 400,000 years ago? There is indirect evidence, right? Okay. So middle Pleistocene hunter-gatherers were relatively big-brained. They would need the energy that comes from cooked food. That's one argument, right? Okay. One guy says sleep patterns are deeply rooted and we began staying in seasonally or permanently. Um, why does it say permanently cook places by 800,000 years ago? I think my brain fell off at that point. It fell out of my head. <laughs> Were there um, in more permanent areas or something? Or like always cook things? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Carla notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a smaller gut, also smaller mouth and teeth. I still think that's questionable. Again, mm -hmm. because... So just um, if I would yeah, think that like, some of that stuff is more to do with us inventing like tools and weapons to like and like different oh, methods of collecting things than it but is. But would we have invented those things if our cerebral cortex didn't have more neurons in it? No. Maybe chimps do. They but make what if tools. we still had those neurons? We were just right, lethargic really and tired important. all the time. Because primates make tools now. Yeah. Right? But what, like, my point is that just because we have the, the neurons the doesn't mean that we were always running at optimal levels. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, they could have all been in But we don't even need those neurons know. to make tools. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So there. Like chimps don't science. have the same brains, that cerebral cortex that we do, but they make tools. And they yeah. have wars. And they, like, yeah. and they're bullies. wildfires. Exactly. Right? See? Okay. Anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of, I feel like the cooked food allowing our brains to evolve. It's like I, I said the same thing you did. It's like the chicken and egg argument. Did we start cooking food because our brains were already growing? Like, why did we cook first? Right? Like science explained this right. to me. Yeah. Um, 
so I'm not alone in questioning the cooking hypothesis. So just to reiterate, the hypothesis is the ability to cook allowed the brain size of hominids to increase over time. Right? Okay. So it's almost like they discovered mm-hmm. cooking first and then their brains got bigger and they kept cooking. Kind of like when we talked about cucumbers, they were bitter, yeah. but why would we keep eating it? Well, because something in our body was like, no, keep doing this. It's healthy for yeah. you. Just but trust how us. does it, that happen? It all makes sense. Does that yeah. not creep anybody out? That creeps know, me it's right creepy. out. Evolution's crazy, man. It's creepy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, I also wondered how they know that cooked foods are easier to digest than raw. Like, yeah. what's the proof of that? And they said there was like research um, about protein ingestion from raw versus cooked eggs. So, okay, whatever. Um, also, other human organs demand high level of metabolism. So, like, cooking food shortens feeding time. And you absorb more nutrients um, to accommodate the increasing need for energy. So other organs, they were kind of like benefiting as well. So that could have been, right? Uh, And we need more energy then. We're like, "Uh oh. Right. I guess it's just how nature works. (laughs) Animals know how much they need to eat, I guess. Um, So here's, this is interesting. This is touching on something you mentioned. Before fire, hominids ate plant parts that are composed of simple sugars and carbohydrates. But stems, roots, and tubers couldn't be eaten because raw cellulose and starch were indigestible. Cooking, however, made starchy and fibrous foods edible. So don't just think about meat when it comes to, like, the man's Mm -hmm. controlled fire thing. It's also veggies and, you know, (laughs) veggies. (laughs) I should say plants, not veggies. (laughs) Um, Veggies have a vegetable garden. Yeah. Cooking could also render certain toxin-containing foods non-toxic. Oh. Could also kill parasites. So there's like a lot of benefits to cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they argue that it takes so much more energy to chew and digest uh, like raw food. (laughs) I'm like, if you ever cooked meat wrong, you're going to be chewing. (laughs) Anyway. But general, I agree though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a cooked apple, you can eat in three seconds and then. Right. Oh God, I hated raw apples when I had them for lunch. I'd be chewing for <laughs> 10 hours. I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> also, due to the difficulty of chewing raw meat and digesting tough proteins like collagen and carbohydrates, cooking served as an effective mechanism to efficiently process meat and allow for its consumption in larger quantities. Right. Mm. And at the end of all that research, I was like, why don't they all just say this in every single article? Like, we knew raw meat was benefiting us, but it gave mm-hmm. us a tummy ache. So we switched to cooked food. The end. Is it yeah. hard? Right? Yeah. Anyway. Fun fact, <laughs> studies show that caloric intake from cooking starches improves 12 to 35% Whoa. and 45 to 78% for protein. Oh, so cook your food if you want to eat less, wow. I guess. Question mark? <laughs> I feel like all of that, like none of that is relevant anymore oh <laughs> based God. on like the garbage that we eat now. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's interesting. Sorry, I'm just going to skip some stuff. Um, so our teeth change because we're not eating crispy veggies anymore. We're eating soft cooked meat. <laughs> um. 
Sorry, it's just very repetitive stuff. I don't know why I kept that. Okay, the criticism of that whole theory, I'm just going to read it. It's like the last little bit. We're getting to the end here. Um, okay. So critics of the hypothesis argue that while a linear increase in brain volume of the genus Homo is seen over time, adding fire control and cooking does not add anything meaningful to the data. So you could see these changes happening, but it's just... This, the cooking part is just a blip of like maybe what contributed right. to it. Yeah. Um, they said species such as H. ergaster existed with large brain volumes during time periods with little to no evidence of fire for cooking. You could hmm. debate that yeah. too. Yeah. How do they know? Little right. variation exists in the brain sizes of H. erectus, erectus dated from... Periods of weak and strong evidence for cooking. An experiment involving mice fed raw versus cooked meat found that cooking meat did not increase the amount of calories taken up by mice, leading to the study's conclusion that the energetic gain is the same, if not greater, in raw meat diets than cooked meats. I feel like that's huh? one study on mice, so come on. Interesting. Like, what's yeah. What's that really going to tell us? But still. Um, yep. Studies such as this and others have led to criticisms of the hypothesis that state that the increases in human brain size occurred well before the advent of cooking due to a shift away from the consumption of nuts and berries to the consumption of meat. So I think that's just what they're, I was saying of like, right. just, just the act of eating meat shouldn't be glossed over, I don't think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's going to be a huge shift in everything. Like you said, the fats, the protein, yeah. the like, it's just totally different iron like it's this whole other yeah. world right um that opens up without even starting to barbecue <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah final thing is apparently great apes have been known to prefer their foods cooked that's a random fact i read amongst in this whole journey and i'm like again who's cooking food? why would oh, they at zoos or something it? Probably. But why would they prefer it? Like, I mean. Right? And is it just the taste or is it because it's easier to chew or is it because they got some kind of benefit? But that's the, the whole thing. thing? Like, you don't know. It's like, I would feel like right? it's probably the taste. Who doesn't like a nice tasty like steak or whatever? Well. I'm sure they like, I don't know. I Well, you know what? Raw mm -hmm. beef though. Like I, back in the day enjoyed steak tartare i know you flavor it with some stuff to be fair but yeah. it'd be pretty darn tasty right i suppose raw fish and if yeah, you I cook like a piece of fish. fish i know but like i have uh mine's cured though usually but i do wonder if just some like flat out raw and again why do they you know how grizzly bears they go for like the good the the fatty rich parts of the salmon mm -hmm. they don't just go full-on eating the whole thing yeah, they just take a bite Why? out of it and throw them Like, how do they away. know? Yeah, there's bones and everything, but, like, I feel like what if humans benefited more from all this, the gross, soft, squishy stuff that nutrient-dense stuff, right? I don't mm -hmm. know. Anyway, that's it. That's my my thing. Whoa, that's so... so I love it. What a fun oh gosh, rabbit hole. So it was pretty intense where I'm like, oh, is, like, really wanting to question everything and then... yeah. Yeah, and it's just, again, though, it's you so guys, crazy. it frustrates me that people don't share information <laughs> with each know. other, and they just bicker, and I'm like, you guys, mm -hmm. just get into a room, all of you that want to answer this question, and start making charts 
and working on it together. <laughs> it's the human ego. Like, when did that evolve? Because yeah. it's our, like, biggest downfall, I think. Yeah. But, like, I love I love thinking about all that stuff and thinking that, like, there were different types of humans. Yeah. Okay, maybe not exactly humans or however they're defined. But, like, Ancestral at the same time, like, there were yeah. different ones mm-hmm. that existed for little blips and some for longer and some yeah. at the same time as us that we fought against to yeah. survive and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's such a bizarre thing to think that way because... I think we're so far away from that or so separated from it mm-hmm. that it's like it, it doesn't climate, even seem the climate real. climate is huge. You have mm-hmm. a place where wildfires are happening and then you have like northern grasslands or whatever that maybe, you know, it's cold up there. Little ice yeah. ages, pockets of ice ages. And then you have, because it's like over millions of years we're talking about, right? Yeah. And then you have um, warm weather where you have... Yeah, a higher but chance of lightning. Look at even like your Sherpa episode, like the people right. that of that culture, or right. I don't know if it's an actual race or not, but like that they, I think they're separate. They have bigger lung capacity, like they're able to yeah. breathe better than other people. Like it's actually proven that they right. are built better to live in that climate. Yeah, and the same and with people just some... that live at higher elevations, right? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, who knows what it took to survive, too, and if they're warring with each other or, like, mm-hmm. interbreeding or whatever. Like, we don't know. <laughs> Let's end. We don't know. We don't know. Well, it's true. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. Good job, my friend. That's fascinating. I love it. Let's go yeah, If anyone wants to, like, correct anything or chime in, come on, you guys. Just chat. Don't be afraid. We don't actually know what we're talking about, so it's fun to, like... Yeah. It's good fun you know, to debate it all. We like learning. I love how... Every time I talk about stuff, I'm like, yeah, the scientists just went there. They probably thought this and assumed this. I'm like, no, mm. they're actual, like, they are actual scientists. They look at certain things and they, like, they delve into it more deeply. They're very, very stubborn, though. I will not yeah. give them too well, much credit Well, and everybody's for... biased, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. only, we see it through the filter of our own experiences and our knowledge that's and whatever, true. right? Yeah. To a degree. But that's why I'm, but... I'm like, just get in a room and just duke <laughs> it out because I'm sick of yeah. this, like, well, according to our, like, research, <laughs> yeah, no. like, I found this and make sure <laughs> yeah. that my name's on it and it's named after me and blah, blah, blah. It's like, who cares? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we just want answers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, and review. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. We are at podcast.or.something. Or you can write to us at podcast or something at gmail.com and let us know about uh, your experiences with fire back in the day. I don't know. <laughs> if you're a Neanderthal, please email us now. <laughs> yeah, do you and prefer Neanderthal you? or Neanderthal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all we want to know. We don't want to <laughs> yeah. know anything else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, talk to you later or something. Bye. Bye.